You are listening to Word, a weekly word from the world's bestseller. Amichai Lau Lavi's New Bible Blog, a Jcast Network production. To subscribe to this blog, to read this blog, and to learn more about Amichai Lau Lavi, please visit amichai.me. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Here's the weekly word, another password to the riddles of our lives. This week's word is souvenir, zikaron. The weekly Torah text is matot. The line between keeping souvenirs and hoarding stuff is very thin, as thin as a page in a book. Utility will often win this war, but mostly when we really have to. I've waged this war these weeks, packing up a year's worth of living in Jerusalem and also dismantling my library almost 30 years in the making. I leave back to New York this Sunday. Time's up. In addition to the relatively simple packing up of a rented apartment, do I really need this towel? I also sorted through and took down the library I've built since age 15, until yesterday, still up on the wall at my parents' home. They will be moving later this summer to a smaller apartment, and the few hundred volumes that for so many years filled the wall in my old room had to go. Many were given to friends, some donated to worthy causes, six boxes will go into storage, and as I sealed each box, I wondered when I'll see these books again, maybe soon, maybe never. One has to travel light through life, less lingering on nostalgia and souvenirs, more focus on the essential and easy to carry from here to there. Less is more. So I find myself leafing through memorabilia, precious, but perhaps no longer needed, like this antique book of poetry I bought enthralled in Oxford, England, over 20 years ago, remembering the thrill of texture, leather-bound volume, noble letters, and how that book gave me the sense of belonging, if only for the day, to this British intellectual realm and to the world of poets and bards. But will I open it again? Have I ever? Is there room for the tangible memory on the shelves of my life? Into the goodbye box it went with many others and with thanks and one last caress. This packing gives me a chance to think about the difficult and vital task of evaluation. What does one hold on to? Items, values, stories, feelings. And what can one release with gratitude? Some sense of loss, but also relief. We we get to do this again and again. Not only when we pack up our belongings, but every time we rethink about what it means to belong. I leave Israel this time having released a lot of old books and a lot of old tightly held convictions, fears, and opinions whose time has come to go. Giving up so many of the books became a physical shedding of so many of the truths I sought inside them for so many years, and so many of them no longer mine at all. Perhaps the biggest one to go was the belief that the Bible is God's word and is such completely perfect, that the Torah and the Jewish people are the essence of ethical morality and chosenness at all times, and all blame upon us is hateful anti-Semitic propaganda, that we are never to blame. The books chart the course of my suspicion. The ones I got from Arba Mitzvah, classic volumes of Jewish legal codes and old-school dogma, And then slowly the ones I started reading and collecting on my own in years to come. Spinoza, Freud, the books that questioned and cracked page by page my citadel of childhood certainty.
Take this week's Torah text, for instance. Matot describes the war that was waged by Israel on Midian. It's the last battle of Moses, fought against the people who took him in as a runaway, the people who gave him a family, a wife, and children. They are not mentioned, but the battle is described in brutal, bloody detail, including the slaying of women and male children, and the capture of thousands of virgin girls as booty for the soldiers, and a lot of loot. Mountains of gold are possessed, brought into the camp, and stored in the tent of time as souvenirs, memorial before the Lord. Numbers 31:54. Imagine traveling through the wilderness so close to the promised land, and now with bags and bags of looted gold, for keepsake, for value, for the burden of the bloody past. Who's going to carry it all? And how will they, we, carry the screams and the blame? Is it worth it? Like books, I thank and discard, there are passages in the book of books that I no longer want to hold on to. I can't box them up, I don't intend to tear out those pages, but I don't want to keep them so close to my heart, and I don't want to celebrate them either. Like some of my books, they go into storage, relics of a bygone past, still pulsating within us, bloody and blunt, but gone. There are some that suggest we can edit the Bible, take out the messy parts, and do not appeal to our modern values. Carl Giberson, a contemporary theologian, suggested recently that an ecumenical committee form and provide an editorial process that would at least be upfront about what was going on. My take is different. Leave it all in there. But translate, interpret, comment, and choose wisely which passages to highlight and revere and which ones to avoid. And maybe store away. I don't have room in my heart for every souvenir of Jewish history, for every narrative and every heap of looted gold, mountains of blame, guilt, shame, and sorrow. Some of this has got to go if we are to make the lives of our future generations more livable, more hopeful, less burdened with the bygones of the past. Throw out the bathwater, keep the baby. Not easy when it comes to old convictions and sacred verses, but it has to be done. I'm aware that unlike books, no matter how holy, the problems with the hateful narratives in the Bible is that they can't just be stored away in basements. They are living legacies, practiced by people today who take the word to be literal, including the war on others. In many synagogues this coming Sabbath, the massacre of Midian will be read as God's command, as a Jewish war of justice, and as the right thing to do for our survival, then and now, despite the cruelty and including the greed. To teach this truth today is problematic, and I don't want to do so. These souvenirs are not celebrated by me. To each his library of truths or her canon of the sacred. For me, this week, along with books I've shed and those I've kept, I honor all the truths I've learned, the ones yet to come, and the ones no longer stored in my bookshelves or in my heart. I want a lighter heart, less loads to carry, more room for compassion, care and justice, for new pages in the old book, for empty shelves that invite fresh starts and new beginnings as the journey takes me on, away from one promised land to yet another, and again, and again, and again. Here's to the new. Thank you to the old. Moving on. Shabbat Shalom.